Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. And then we'll play. And then, are you okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's usually how that goes. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Good Happy Wednesday, morning. Wednesday. Good morning, Mr. Realtor. Woo-hoo. 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 Woo-hoo
all around happy. It is. Because you're happy. Um, how, how's everyone doing? Well, fantastic for you. Yeah, I'm doing it. I really yeah. am fantastic. Walking out of there last night. I was, oh, my God. You were skipping uh, out. Call it like it is. So walking it, I had just finished the test. Um, they asked me if I wanted to do a little survey of like, how they're test taking, you know. Oh, like, yeah. How was the test? Was it a clean atmosphere? Was it blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So um, I get up, push the chair, and I start walking along like, God, if I have to come back and take this test again, I will. I am gonna hang myself. <laughs> get a rope. So I get in there and he goes, because me and this guy that's there, he he's been my tester, confidant, kind of help everybody out get their tests going and everything. I walk in and I said, "Did you see it already?" He said, "Yeah, I saw it." And he's like, "Go ahead and sign, you know, sign out." And I'm like, "Is it good or bad?" And he gives it to me and I was like, "Yeah, oh God, high five him. You don't really know your score. That's the thing is you need to pass or fail, so you had to get 75 or above to do it. So you, so you don't, oh, you only know if you like, don't, okay. if you don't pass the, the little know. chops, the little areas that you uh, didn't do well. So, okay. yes. So, all done. Wow. So my next thing on my list is um, that. <laughs> um, and, uh, me and the husband, we went to... Uh, Celebrate last night. We went to um, Sakura. Of course you did. That's um, why I never got the phone call back. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, hold on, that's the man. Let me call you right back. Like, like, he was just like <laughs> I'm surprised he was getting out of work earlier than I'd ever seen him get out of work. Oh, of course. Um, so we went to actually we went to uh, sushi. Oh, what is that place called? I'm not sure which sushi. The lady, your you, your favorite. Sushi Garden. Sushi Garden up in the Foothills Mall. Oh, there's one up there. How was the service there? Uh, she was great. Well, okay. We loved her. Uh, I can't remember her name. but the one on Broadway she, is going down. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, service is Yeah, we went down. there, and we tried two new rolls, and it oh. was awesome. So we had a little celebration left, so the party was definitely happening. And then today I meet with um, one of the companies that I'm looking into uh, joining the teams, uh, one of the real estate companies here in Tucson. Excellent. That's Wonderful. So we are so proud of you, and Thank we you. can't wait till all your cannabis successes are just yeah. flying through the air. That's my thing. Watch out, people. I know. Look out. Look out. I actually already have it. Whoop, whoop. Of course you do. You had 40 before. I didn't qualify right now. I did my 40 before. Yeah. I lost one last week. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, dang that test. Um... So, yeah, it's all happening really fast. I'm pretty excited. And I'm a little stunned. So, I'm going right. to give it back up to you. I posted a couple new things on the Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, THC. Oh, good. So. And you sent me some, some good videos via Messenger, too. Yeah, and all those ones usually end up on Facebook. So oh, okay. If yeah, following along on our Facebook messages, tons of good information. I, I soak up the info and give it out to everybody. Well, let's read this. Phoenix, Governor Doug Ducey today signed uh, SB 1098 providing funding for the Arizona Department of Agriculture, AZDA, Agriculture Pilot Program, allowing universities and those with a license from AZDA to begin cultivating industrial hemp. The fiber form of cannabis, specifically the hemp would be required to remain below 0.3% THC. 
uh, industrial hemp grown under the pilot program would be an agricultural product that requires a grower, a harvester, a transporter, and a processor uh, to obtain a license from the AZDA. Harvested hemp is produced into a wide range of products, including building materials, dog collars, dog leashes, food, paper, and textiles. Currently, at least 34 states have passed legislation related to industrial hemp. Uh, this bill opens Arizona to the possibility of new agricultural products, said Governor Ducey. I'm glad to sign a bill that could have a positive economic impact for the state. So let's hope that, let's hope it's real. <laughs> let's hope it goes through. And um, we've got some plans. Oh, we've got big plans. We've got big plans and big plans. And we've got, um, we're ready. So this would allow people like me and your sister. If we get to when, grow him. when we get a license from our AZDA, we'll be growing him. We'll have transporters, growers, operators, and um, what else did they say? Processors. Processors. Cultivators. <laughs> We're going big time, baby. All right, so that's really good news. Let's just hope it sticks. And uh, there was more good news about our president, but here's something. <laughs> 14 politicians who smoke weed. Put your weed in it. And it's hard to light with AC going on. Now more than ever, politicians admitting to past cannabis use is critical. Here are 14 politicians who smoked weed and admitted it. And Cannabis Kid is going to find that article about um, the president who signed over something about something about marijuana and state. So you look at that. I'm going to read this. Silver Sister, you just chill. Was it on our Facebook? It was somewhere. <laughs> just okay. type in President Trump and marijuana, and you'll see a picture of him in a big doobie in his hand like Obama had, and then uh, we'll all be good to go. When faced with the daunting decision of electing a public official to represent you, which is really important, people, it's critical to know who's on the ballot. Where do they stand on immigration policy? How about universal free health care coverage? Are they cool with the current gun laws? No matter where you fall on the political spectrum, if you're reading this, you probably also want to know another important decision-making question. How do they feel about weed? <laughs> Voting for an anti-marijuana politician will definitely kill your high. And plenty of politicians have gone further than admitting their feelings on the devil's lettuce. Some have even owned up to smoking it, sometimes inhaling and sometimes not. Brave pro-marijuana lawmaker Jared Polis wasn't afraid to ask Congress. In his rough estimation, it was around 5%. While it's unlikely they'll join your smoke session anytime soon. <laughs> sure, they're out the door. They're in the green room. Come on, what are you guys talking about? There are 15 politicians who smoke weed at least once. Okay, we went from like a couple. Now there's like 15 busted out. All right. Is Willie not the politician? Okay, one. Senator Ted Cruz. Of Texas. While Senator Ted Cruz may have puffed the magic dragon, he likes to keep those days behind him. While running for office, his campaign provided an admission to Senator Cruz using pot foolishly when he was a teenager. Like with his other That's underage foolish. offenses, the polit uh, politician leads with a kids will be kids attitude. His line of defense goes like this. Teenagers often make foolish mistakes, and that certainly applied to me as well. Okay. <laughs> Okay, next. Oh, we have to do this. Can't they just put oh former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. Wow. Newt Newt. This politician got caught with his foot in his mouth when he 
when the world found out he had smoked marijuana, he said that in his youth, another youth thing, and experimenting with drugs was a sign we were alive and in graduate school in that era. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But then he sponsored laws like the Drug Importer Death Penalty Act of 1996. Yes, folks, that wasn't that. Read about it. This bill would have created extreme consequences for drug users. Uh, even those experimenting suffering through their MBA, it would make it so that anyone who received a conviction for trafficking drugs into the U.S. would be imprisoned for life. Even possessing a merely two ounces of shake would guarantee a lifetime in an orange jumpsuit. And for repeat offenders, the bill uh, Gingrich supported would have sent them to death row. Newt Gingrich may be one of the many politicians who smoke weed, but it's, weed, but it's certainly... Uh, but it is certain he probably is the most hypocritical. That's a scary, scary, scary law. Good thing that was the past. <laughs> Good thing. Uh, yeah. Former Rep. Susan Molinari, uh, New York. Uh, the the uh, former representative flip-flopped on if she blogged to the group out of politicians who smoked weed. First, she admitted to experimenting, experimenting with ganja less than a handful of times. Uh, but shortly after, she rescinded a Staten Island cable show bluntly was no. Now Susan Molinari doesn't bother herself with how she appears to voters. Instead, she works as the VP of Google. Ooh. <laughs> VP of Google, huh? Wow. That shit's worse. All right, we got to get her on our side. Oh, Senator Maggie Hassan, huh? Uh, New Hampshire. This state governor won't get shaken when questioned about smoking weed. She has, and she openly admits to trying it in college. But former Governor Hassan defends um, her past experimentation, reminding everyone on the potency of today's weed compared to her university years. Which I think, look at, she's got droopy eyes. I think she's high for that photo. The politicians supported medical weed in her state, but she opposed legalizing recreational marijuana, worried it could encourage marijuana use in the youth. All right. Ah, she still uses it. Look at her. She's got the butt cheeks. Okay. Oh, see? Right here. Everyone, get your get your closest Fleetwood with Mac show coming up. Oh, hi, little man dragon. He's like, I'm not used to these radio shows. Hello. Um, I'm not. No. Kansas kid. I mean, Mr. Realtor. I haven't been in the room for a while. So, you know. You guys are doing strange things out Right, next up, oh, swipe to right. Governor Andrew Cuomo, like many of the politicians who smoke weed on this list, Governor Cuomo loosely admits to marijuana use in his youth, calling it experimentation. Mm. Yet, the New York State governor now contends that Mary Jane is a gateway drug and has opposed recreational marijuana legalization for the Empire State. His opposition, former Sex and the City star Cynthia Nixon, disagrees with Cuomo's She's been using this critical uh, political difference in her campaign against him, and now it seems that Cuomo is changing his tune. I bet, because Cynthia's going to get you. (laughs) 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 I do a (laughs) photo of Cynthia. Taking that to real life. She's a badass lawyer. She She is. It's happening. Where's Samantha? We need some Samantha on our side. You know, come on, everybody needs a little. Check it out, Mr. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been outspoken advocate for legalized marijuana for a long time. He himself has enjoyed the plant recreationally at least twice. 
Let's just applaud for admitting that you've enjoyed the class at least twice. Certainly, the coughing he reported experienced at the time proved he achieved a level of high. Still, the Vermont senator who was part of Vermont's hippie migration doesn't partake in any personal use of weed. Oh. Mm. <laughs> All right. Next. Hi, Dragon. Oh, check this out. Former Governor Sarah Palin. <laughs> oh, you betcha. The former presidential candidate from Alaska has blazed up. She, like many of these politicians who smoke weed, chucked her drug use up to her wild youth. What about her wild senior days floating around after she unlucky animals? <laughs> God. She she could have used one on that helicopter ride and been like, oh, look how cute that is. Let's go get it. Let's go play with our furry little friend. Instead of Something like that, play a video game. Because that's not even fair. Nothing's even fun. That's not. Oh my gosh, people are just so weird. All right. Can you imagine being in these drums and being under the microscope all the time. I mean, it's just like a movie star, basketball player, movie star. How do you even say his player, name? And I'm from California. Actor, actor. Rep. Dana Rohrbrocker, California. Unlike any oh, of those who held office in this list, Rep. Rohrbrocker. Yeah. Can't say it. Didn't smoke his green. Actually, this longtime sufferer of, arth- of arthritis has said <gasps> he experimented with cannabis topicals oh. for arthritis. Let's give it up for someone admitting and trying something new for his ailment. His open medical use, as well as the positive effects from the one-time use of the drug, show a different way for a politician to come out about using cannabis again. Oh, yeah. So, California. Sorry about the name, Bob. All right. Um, Former Governor Jeb Bush. Well, who could forget the former Governor Jeb Bush publicly revealed his pot use? The 2016 presidential debates pressed him for an answer if he had ever used marijuana. Jeb Bush manned up to have him tried it, then promptly turned around and apologized to his mama on Twitter. I'm so sorry, mama. Aww. Jeb, you're a sweet boy. Mama still loves you. (laughs) We hope. Thanksgiving yeah, so been, 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 been invited to Thanksgiving dinner yet? Oh, it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. I'll be back. Or Jeb Bush is. Jeb Bush is George Bush. Jeb, sees the bushes. There's See, a bushes. It runs in the blood. Yeah, it does run in the blood. Former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's a tumor. The governor has never hidden the fact that he toked up here and there. Okay, let's laugh at that one here and there. The King of Weed while working out. In fact, he allowed footage of him pumping on a J to be released unedited for the document documentary Pumping Iron. See? That's what I'm telling you. Cannabis and working out is the way to go. You just gotta get that worked out. I got the cannabis part down. <laughs> Ram Paul. Senator mm-hmm. Rand Paul may have the kookiest marijuana use story of all. Politicians who smoke weed, when prodded with the question of has he ever smoked weed, he replied casually that he said he wasn't a choir boy. Most certainly he was not. Paul admits to smoking weed in his youth, but unlike many of us who experiment with weed, Paul made it weird. <laughs> Reportedly, he and his friends smoked up, then tied up and blindfolded a girl, according to her. 
uh, a high Paul and his associate then made her praise the Aqua Buddha by the side of a creek. Okay, you go, weird Paul. <laughs> Former Governor, Governor Jesse Ventura. Few politicians on this list are as pro marijuana as Governor Jesse Ventura. He's even written a book, Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto. Let's get Jesse in this Happening. Uh, just worried about the whole. Jesse? No. We're going back. Previous. I, I just have some comments. About Rand Paul? The last the weirdness? Part. About his tying up the chick and making yeah. her recite right there. I wanted a timeout. I oh. was like, hashtag me too. Isn't oh. that kind of scary comment? Or um, be, I wish they Are you adding someone that. to the hashtag list? I'm just. Are you me tooing him? I'm just the, the girl. They did. Not him. He did make it weird, but what's we have to we'll have to call call find out what's why he got all weird on us and I'm just number eleven he got all weird and now you got weird and everything got weird and the dragon's weird and everything's just all weird now. Way to go! Look at this. This is the best picture of anyone that's popped up so far. Former president. Barack Obama. That, we could just we just stop right there. That's it. End the show. <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, former President Barack Obama didn't hesitate to inhale when he was asked if he smoked marijuana. The topic also came up in his 1995 memoir, Dream from My Father. If that doesn't make mm-hmm. it seem like the 44th president seemed cool of cannabis, then recent news of the Obama's marijuana use will <laughs> go Obama. Obama. I told you on the way out, he's going to be in that limo, so I'm going to be going, see ya. Oh, former President Bill Clinton. No politician who smoked weed will ever be as infamous as former Bill Clinton. Retrospectively, he calls his comment about not inhaling as being misconstrued by the media. <laughs> Certainly for many Americans, I did not inhale. Was as difficult to lie to buy as I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Not every politician has lived a straight-laced <laughs> life. To date, we know many U.S. public offices have been held by many politicians who smoke weed, but this list only contains the ones who have been honest about their experience with weed. Surely, in the years to come, more politicians who smoke weed will feel comfortable telling their token secrets. <laughs> it will. I know. Oh, oh. Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I knew that Yeah, look at that yeah. guy without just laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Dragon. All right, let's see. Um, are we back? Is that it? Is that fourteen? Is that fifteen? Fourteen? Oh, we only got that was it. Fourteen politicians who smoked mm-hmm. weed. There you have it, folks. Well done, well done. Well done. Well done. And what have we got posting going on here? Um, is this that it? One I think okay. We're talking about. It may have been the one about the president. Trump strikes a deal. On, no, I don't want to sign up. Um, legalized marijuana. Washington. President Trump has promised the top Senate Republican that he will support congressional efforts to protect states that have legalized marijuana. Can we just stop right there? Um, diffusing a month-long standoff between Senator Cory Gardner and the administration over Justice Department nominees. In January, the Colorado Republican said he would block all DOJ nominations, Department of Justice, um, after Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued a memo that heightened the prospect of a federal marijuana crackdown in states that had legalized the substance. 
Gardner's home state made recreational legal in 2014. But a phone call <clears throat> late Wednesday, Trump told Gardner that despite the DOJ memo that a marijuana industry in Colorado, in Colorado won't be targeted. The senator said in a statement Friday, um, satisfied the first-term senator and now backing down from his nominee blockade. Since the campaign, President Trump has consistently supported states' rights to decide for themselves how best to approach marijuana. We'll just stop again right there. Because if you get out your little constitution, you look at your rights and all everything else, it says right there, states' rights. Where's my rights? Yeah, if you don't know them, you don't have them. And that's the truth. Remember that guy that came into the health center that one day? Yeah, no, it's already been made. Tell us about it. It's already been made? A t shirt? A t shirt? I hear the t shirts that we're coming out with. (laughs) Well, and for us particularly, four, five, and six, if you don't know those rights, that would be a great shirt. If you don't know your rights, you don't have any. And then on the back, you can have what your rights are. Yeah, this is, we got this little, um, 1776, holy cow, a couple of years ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's all sorts of really cool stuff in your constitution and some hooey. Um, All right, okay. It's in there, though. It says we have states' rights, so you got to find it. I don't remember what page it's on. I read half of it already. I fell asleep reading it. We believe you. The Bible of our country. <laughs> we believe. Okay. We. All right. So, <laughs> here we go. Um, late Wednesday, I received a commitment from the president that the Department of Justice's rescission of the Cole memo will not impact Colorado's legal marijuana industry. He added, furthermore, President Trump has assured me that he will support a federalism-based legislative solution to fix these states' rights issues once and for all. Because of these commitments, I have informed the administration that I will be lifting my remaining holds on Department of Justice nominees. Gardner, who leads the campaign operation charged with hanging on to the Republican Senate majority, was irate in January when Sessions revoked guidance from the Obama administration known as the Cole Memo that had discouraged prosecutors from enforcing federal marijuana laws in states that had legalized the drugs. Especially infuriating from Gardner's perspective was that Sessions had pledged during his confirmation process for attorney general that he would leave states that had legalized marijuana alone, according to the senator. The January memo from Sessions stated that prosecutors should use their discretion in weighing whether charges were warranted rather than abiding by the Obama-era guidance. But Trump has held a sharply different view from Sessions on that issue. During the presidential campaign, Trump said in an interview with KUSA-TV in Colorado that he said it's up to the states on marijuana use. Trump does respect Colorado's right to decide for themselves how to best approach the issue. White House Legislative Affairs Director Mark Short said in an interview Friday, Gardner held up about 20 justice nominees, a significant number considering state, or excuse me, considering Senate Republicans and the White House have for months accused Democrats for slowing down consideration of other Trump picks. Clearly, express our frustration with the delay with a lot of our nominees and feel that too often senators hijack a nominee for a policy solution. Short said, we're reluctant to reward that sort of behavior, but at the same time, we're anxious to get our team at the Department of Justice. A bill has not been finalized, but Gardner has been talking quietly with other senators about a legislative fix that would, in effect, make clear that the federal government cannot interfere with states that have voted to legalize marijuana. 
My colleagues and I are continuing to work diligently on a bipartisan legislative solution that can pass Congress and head to the president's desk to deliver on his campaign position, Gardner said. In addition to Gardner's holds, DOJ has faced notable bipartisan pushback from Capitol Hill when it comes to marijuana. Senators Orrin Hatch of Utah, Kamala Harris, California, wrote to Sessions this week urging him to back off efforts to curtail medical marijuana research at the Drug Enforcement Administration. The Washington Post reported in August that Sessions DOJ was effectively hamstringing the agency's research efforts by making it harder to grow marijuana. Separately, former House Speaker uh, John Boner, just kidding, uh, where's the laugh, you guys? Are so sorry. <laughs> Um, announced this week that he was joining the board of directors for a cannabis company and engaged in efforts to allow veterans to access marijuana for medical use. He has opposed the criminalizing the substance as an elected official. The lots rocking and rolling and shaking, moving and shaking on, I'm just a bill. And we got to get that <laughs> bill on Capitol Hill. Yeah, we played that. With, uh, yeah. Schoolhouse Rock. That was Schoolhouse Rock. You know what else we play? This. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those Cracker Jacks, Reese's Pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers 
They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits and they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest. I call that getting swindled and pimped. Shit. I call that getting tricked by the government. That law's hella old. So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, I'm gonna smoke some show here because, uh, yeah, let's chop it up for that. When you guys can know. We four. If you didn't listen to last week's show, you should listen to last week's show because we, we just played the whole darn thing. Because Check it out on Facebook, yeah. too. Check it out on Facebook. Um, I'll put it up on our website when I can. Um, if it allows me to, sometimes they won't let you put those, embed those in your, in your own thing. I don't so, know why. You're just trying to share the good word. Uh, well, and they want you to, too. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, so there you have it. Get involved. We've got some elections coming up. Get involved in all your elections. All sorts of stuff happening. Get your constitution. Maybe you'll get one at, at Tumbleweed Health Center coming soon. This has the Declaration of Independence in it as well. Quite oh, small. Yeah, this is great. This is it got in our our Bill like of Rights are in here. Right there. It is a twofer. Your Bill of Rights are in here. And someone, where are my spectacles? Because. The guy that came in was like all oh, hell bent about our four fifth and sixth. That's for sure. Um, we're not on the same bus. I thought we were getting on the same we bus. We are today. on the same oh, bus. Oh man! I bus. Come to the back of the bus. But where is it in here? Um, find us our uh, rights in here because four, five, and six are the ones you want to hear. Someone find us our rights. Four, five, and six are what you want to pay attention to. Um, you do not have the right to search me. Uh, the right to remain silent and get me a lawyer ASAP. You should probably say that one first. 
probably say, I need a lawyer. And then that's if you're in a huge amount of trouble. If not, just talk to the folks that are pulling you over. Um, hopefully you're not driving so high you can't drive or on anything that you can't drive. So that's your first mistake. If you're on something and you're driving, well, that's probably a bad idea. So maybe you should be pulled over if you're inebriated or intoxicated or impaired, what they call it, impaired, right? right? So if you do get pulled over and you're impaired, well, there's the first problem. Exactly. But if you're not and you get that's pulled over, problem. one, admit it. Officer, I'm impaired. Okay, there you go. Admit your problem right there, officer. We got a problem. Yes, we do. Um, but you don't have to get all cocky on them. You don't have to get all freaky on them. You don't have to throw your rights out on them unless they're going to, you know, do something really dumb. But, you know, they smell weed. I'm not sure that they have the right to pull you out of the car these days, but they do. I think they do. That'd be like if they smelled alcohol in your breath. I'm sure they have every right to pull you out of the car if they're smelling alcohol. Or they can clearly see that you're just trashed by your oxys or your Vicodins or your morphines or something. I'm sure. Whatever you're on that week. Yeah. So yeah, whatever you're on that 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 moment, because you know that stuff can get out of your system. All right, here we go. Uh, the amendments to the Constitution of the United States of America. Is this it? Uh, the right of the people to be secure in their person. Houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. That's four. This shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing this place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's huge. So right there. Five, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless the press sentiment or indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Okay, did you go back? Nor be derived of life, liberty, or property. Hello, search and seizure. Uh, without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Oh. Right there. Right there. Holy cow. That. If you didn't hear that, oh, forfeitures. This is where, well. And six, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witness against him to have compulsory process for obtaining witness in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. And that's where we go with there. Um, for six, that's what most people sum this up to have Assistance of counsel for his defense. Do you know this was written in, written in 1776? Is that what it was? I think it was maybe even before that. Um, that's crazy. That was a long time ago. And these rights still are what we should have. So sure. that's why the guy came in and said, if you don't know, you're you right. If you don't know them, then um, you don't have them. Yeah, if you don't know them, you don't have them. And there was a little, uh, normal has a little 
um, handout that we used to give out with the four, five, and six rights on them. Um, remember that little paper? You can probably go on Normal's website if you go to tumbleweedcellcenter.com. Um, if you go there, there's a link to Normal's website somewhere. <laughs> it's on the map. Uh, I've got too much stuff up here. Okay, here we go. Yeah, way too much stuff up here, but uh, it's norml.org. Um, and they have a little paper that you can print out that gives you your four, five, and six rights all summed up. It's not this complete, <laughs> you know, although that's pretty, although that's pretty you, badass. I would, I would like to take a look at that because, I mean, it's really not as together and it's broken down. Well, I'm just looking at it right now. It's not just like all words. This um, is broken down. This is broken down, but it's there is a, no, this a lot is, of small yeah. print. No, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. The original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so normal that bad down. of a read. Like, it's, oh no, but, but for normal purposes, mm-hmm. they wanted to sum up that no one's allowed to search you. You don't have to say anything that would convict yourself, and right. you have the right to a lawyer. Right. They didn't, you know, if you had every person trying to read that and understand and go through that legal garbage, they'd be like, what, right. what, what? Because for a second, I was like, wait, is this right? And then you get down to the very bottom and it says, where well, you you are guaranteed legal counsel. Oh, okay. That's what they were talking about in six. Okay. So, And that's what they mean. And that's why normal summed it up because most people um, don't want to take the time to read our constitution in an entirety, which is why when people vote for bills and things now, um, or initiatives, you only have to sum it up. There's no requirement to read all 14 pages. You know? Are they really 14? I heard they've been longer than that. Well, I was just referring to our Safer Arizona oh, yeah, initiative. Like um, SB 1089. I'm not sure which the ones for the hemp, industrial hemp is, but I'm sure that's pretty long too, but they're just summing things up. You right. know? And that's what Normal has done, has summed up our rights for us. Very but nice. it was a really cool statement that guy said. Yeah, you know. for sure. And we might just buy these in bulk and hand them out because they are really cool. You know, um, it's a neat thing to have. Put a little logo on the back. You can come chat with us about your rights. Come listen to the radio show. We've had lots of uh, judges and lawyers. lawyers and doctors and attorneys. People who are writing the bills. People who are writing the bills. People that are undercover agents that are running from all this stuff. You know, I mean, we've had... Um, Officers of all sorts, scientists. I mean, you name. We've had it on the show. Um, We'll have more, Um, but we're excited for the new hemp bill. Hopefully, that's something that uh, find a find a lawyer. It says up in here in the normal thing. I'm trying to find that little. It's a printout, and we used to have it on our website. It was somewhere. Anyway, you can go there and check it out. Um, You can check out your state laws and rights um there are news articles and everything else that you can get to from normal but if you want to check out what's going on in tucson go to tumbleweedhealthcenter.com and check it out we've got certifications education radio show we make house calls for those that can't get out of the house um and you can come on down 4826 east broadway boulevard right out front there. Come on down. Check it out. Check out tumbleweedtoughcenter.com. Give us a call. Uh, 520-838-4430. You can email us at thctucson 
at gmail.com. And if you have any one of these conditions, you can definitely come and get your medical cannabis card. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And there you have it. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Super simple to get your card. If you have records, bring them with you. Something in the last 12 months will be sufficient for the state of Arizona if it qualifies on the list. If it doesn't, we'll let you know how to get your card and get some records. We do evaluations for you. And... um, that's about it. Pretty simple process. We can fax out for your records. If you don't have them, but your doctor does, we can get them for you. We've got a records release form right on our website that you can check out for yourself. And it is a very simple process, but we do recommend making an appointment because it does get busy. We're pretty full up. We get pretty full up pretty quick. And walk-ins are welcome. Uh, you just have to know that you will be waiting behind those that do have appointments, but we will try and get you in in a timely manner. So come on down. And check out our online Canna Health magazine friends. They are awesome. They've got an awesome digital magazine you can check out right from your couch or your car or your airplane or your helicopter or if you're hanging out with your dragon. Um, don't get your dragon too soon. Don't get your dragon soon. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with like, a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. There you go. Don't miss it. And if you go to our website, com, go to the radio section, there's a logo of theirs, and you can click it and get right to their website. Uh, it's fantastic. Did you know New York City Mayor announces overhaul and reform of marijuana enforcement laws? Let's check this out. Here we go. New York City has long been under pressure to reform its policing. A few months ago, the New York Police Department released some alarming statistics showing that an overwhelming majority of people arrested for marijuana were people of color. Since then, the city council ruled that the NYPD must uh, must publish arrest data. Today, at a Washington, D.C. conference, Mayor de Blasio announced the overhaul and reform of New York's marijuana enforcement laws. In 2017, there were over 17,000 marijuana arrests. Black and Hispanic people represented 86% of those arrests. According to a report published by the Drug Policy Alliance and Marijuana Arrest Research Project, 
It looks exclusively at data from 2014 to 2016. Comparatively, 53% of New York City residents identify as Black or Hispanic per a uh, 2010 census. I'm going to do a little math here and figure out that uh, every day there were um, 46 cannabis arrests. That's crazy. Almost 47 cannabis arrests a day. 86% were Black and Hispanic. These figures have already spurred change on the city council level. In a public hearing on the issue, the NYPD claim that they answer complaints depending solely on who calls them. They maintain that certain neighborhoods report more to the police, therefore certain communities have higher arrest rates. Some city council members took issue with this explanation. Councilman Donovan Richards said, I refuse to believe that in New York City, a city of eight and a half million that the only individuals calling 911 or 311 on this issue are people in communities in color. The city council unanimously voted for a bill mandating that the NYPD publish arrest data online. The NYPD website reports the number of low-level marijuana possession arrests per quarter and where these arrests took place. It also divides data by ethnicity, gender, and age. As the mayor of New York who ran on a platform of rectifying racial inequalities and policing, Mayor de Blasio is facing pointed criticism. The report published by the Drug Policy Alliance is titled 60,000 Jim Crow Marijuana Arrests in Mayor de Blasio's New York. Mayor de Blasio's speech at this year's Center for American Progress's Ideas Conference addresses these concerns. He began by explaining that there are fewer arrests on the whole. Crime is down four years in a row in our city, he tells the audience. At the same time, we had 100,000 fewer arrests than just four years ago. This is due to a new policing strategy he calls neighborhood policing. In short, police officers work in, a, in specific neighborhoods rather than moving between them. The New York PD's objective is to establish a connection between the police and the residents. De Blasio quotes NYPD Chief of Police Terry Monahan, we had to invent an entirely new type of policing. After enumerating the changes his office orchestrated, the mayor admits that there are still widespread issues with policing. He pledges we must and we will end unnecessary arrests and end disparity in enforcement. De Blasio claims that this will translate to concrete change. Followed by a round of applause, the mayor declared, Today, I am announcing that the NYPD will overhaul and reform its policies related to marijuana enforcement in the next 30 days. He expressed that this issue reflects poorly on New York as a whole. Nothing speaks to, quali to the quality of a society more than whether people are policed fairly, he explains. If they feel they aren't treated fairly, it's the ultimate indictment, the ultimate condemnation of society. De Blasio did not go into specifics on what this overhaul will mean. He closed on an uplifting note. I feel like we're seeing things we never saw before, before exiting the stage, though we have yet to hear what these changes will be. The tide may be shifting when it comes to marijuana in New York. Cynthia Nixon, a sex in the city icon, announced her candidature for governor and her plan to legalize marijuana. Widespread support for her following this announcement pushed current Governor Cuomo to relent on his anti-marijuana stance and pledge to make a decision based on facts. 
While marijuana is still policed in New York, we wait to see what overhaul and reform will mean for NYPD. Well, good for them for looking at what the heck's going on because that's not okay. For the rest of the day, for Canvas, that's ridiculous. I'm really glad they're bringing this that's to the surface. And I know we've been talking about this for, you know, our whole prison system. They're all privatized. People make money from people being in prison. It goes back to this. It goes back to just follow the money and yeah. find out who's making the money off of modern-day slavery, really. I mean, it's really disgusting. Yeah. So I'm, Well, it's sad because they, they have cures. You know, we see all the time, you know, if you follow Robert, Dr. Robert Melanie's mm, post. He's really good. He's really funny. Um, but, you know... There's all sorts of research all over the world. We're trying to get it here. You know, the fact that we have to rely on research from other countries for data about our own citizens, that doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, And I, you know, I hope that states all over are looking at their policing procedures. Um, That might be a good way to do things instead of, you know, just driving through neighborhoods, have police Set up the neighborhood so you get to know your community. We oftentimes here at our park, our local park, we have what's called coffee with a cop. And a local police officer comes down and sits and um, answers questions from the community um, just about what's going on. Um, and it's a good idea, you know, to, to be more of a community than, than less and more with each other than against. Who stigmatizes yeah. our normal ways of being now, I guess not everybody's in normal ways, but uh, how sometimes communities feel. We have a about, police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I even know his car number. He's awesome. He's so great. Um, he's helped us, unfortunately, with our robbery, <laughs> our break-in. Amazing. He's great, too. But, um, he's really nice. Yeah, but he loves all the dogs. He knows them by uh-huh. name. Everyone was afraid to, uh, you know, go talk to him because they all had dogs off leash. And, you know, there goes my dog just bounding up to the car like, hey, what's going on, man? Who are you? You're new. You got, you got a treat? You got a treat? So he knows my dog, and he knows everybody's dog. You now he comes out and hangs out and just, you know, makes sure we're all doing good, and we all ask him the questions of the neighborhood, and it's nice to have that. Um, not all cops are bad cops, which is the stereotype that's going on. You know, we got to, you know, maybe there's some good ones out there. Maybe. 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 All right. So, yeah, get with your local law enforcement ask questions. Because every time we go to an event, from the Weeds Health Center, there's always police officers, and they always come up to our booth, and we always chat with them, and they're always very nice, and we usually teach them a little something about, um, and not in a cocky attitude kind of way. They just say, a lot of them really don't know the rules of the AMMA, the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. They don't know really what's allowed within that act. They don't know... You know, now they're learning a lot more, but every every year it's getting a little better. But we've talked to them since since day one, since the first time we started doing events. We've we've chatted with police officers that that are there because it's important. You know, find out what they know, find out how they feel. They're the ones out there. You know, there's people smoking pot at all these events. How do they feel about that? You know, what's going on? You know, you're not supposed to do it in public in a public place. So, you know, but it's good to chat with them. Anyway. Cynthia Nixon, huh? There you go. What do you think about that? Another uh, another uh, movie star, a politician. She's fired up. She's very fired up about it. 
I'd like to read more about what she's for. I've seen some of her uh, Twitter uh, statements. And I, she, yeah. And they were just talking about yeah. some other stuff that has been going on. But for the most part, I think anyone that's behind this, despite whatever, um, but I do agree that it'll improve the racial justice. Well, it's, it's what we were just talking about. It's being aware, <clears throat> you know, right. and, and that's why people are upset there in New York and they're wanting these reports. They want this data. It's data that should be out there. It should be known. They want this. They, they need to be aware of this. They know what's going on because yeah. you can't change anything if you don't, if you're not aware of it. That's always your first step. Be aware. We got to know what's going on to make change. If you're going to be in that position and working in that kind of work, you should be aware of what's going on. In yeah. You, yeah, you absolutely should. And, and we just talked to our staff about this yesterday. Keep up to breath with what's going on in your cannabis world. Mm-hmm. Get online. Read about the hemp bills that are passing. What's, what's yeah, trying to yeah. get passed. Read the People initiative. People are going to be coming in and asking you those questions all the time. Take time to read the initiative. We should have it printed out and at the center so people can read it while they're hanging out and waiting. In fact, we'll do that. We'll have the initiative printed out. We don't have to sign for it. You can go other places. We don't have to sign it. We will have the initiative so that you can read and make an educated uh, decision when you go vote because that's the most important thing is to be educated and ask questions. And if we need to have Robert Clark and uh, Tom Dean, lawyer, on the show uh, to ask some more of the hard questions, then we will. And we will do just that. Because that's who we are. We say Wednesday, folks, we ask the hard questions. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's about it for today's show. Well, uh, that was awesome. Thank you for being here. It's always awesome. I love that's talking awesome. about marijuana. The future of this. Yeah, I think it's fun because I think, oh my God, I've got to go back and listen to that. And I get all, oh, <laughs> kind of get embarrassed. <laughs> But anyway, tune in each and every week to Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, we'll talk more about the initiative and about your rights. And uh, we've got people back in But in the meantime, get out there, get aware, get educated, get political, um, find out who your representatives are completely before you vote for them. And uh, most importantly, be smart, be safe, and educate. Thanks for being here. See you next week. We love you guys wherever you are. Long as each and every one of you. Abbey Arabia, Colombia, Canada, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. All right, Netherlands. We'll see you next week. Chile. Chile. Guatemala. Guatemala. We really love you, Uruguay.